listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Crossum Wrestling and your Entertainment. I'm your host, Nova Cross. Joining me is Tyler Bard, as always. Uh, and Hello there. Having, yes, Tyler, good to, good to hear from you, my friend. As you can see, for our virtual watchers, uh, our visual watchers, I should say, uh, we're having a little bit of a camera thing going on, but no worries here. We're still going to bring you some great content here from CWE. Great episode of Dynamite, Tyler. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This was one of the uh, premier episodes so far. There were a lot of uh, really, really good episode or uh, matches, I mean, um, particularly. I just want to note the women's match uh, mm. was so, so, so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited to talk about that when we get there. For sure. And as a reminder, we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube at Bard and Cross Entertainment and Twitch at TBard5195. So give Tyler a follow sub if you want. And you can find us anywhere on your favorite podcast platform. Also remember that we are not a market substitute for AEW's okay. Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite with uh, live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the TNT Network. That's that and Ted Turner Network. Oh, yes. Make sure you go check that out. It's always a great time over there on TNT. And with that being said, what do you say we hop into the action, Tyler? Let us. Let us do this. As we see Hangman Page and Matt Hardy open up the night versus TH2, a match that we said would be happening on our previous episode. Matt Hardy continued his attempts to form a partnership with Hangman Page, teaming with him to battle the Hybrid 2's Jack Evans and Angelico. The heels needed a win to stay relevant in a tag team title picture. Attacked from the opening bell and spent a significant period of time working over Hardy in a corner of the ring. They beat him down, cut him off from Page, and looked to score the upset victory. Hardy created separation and tagged in Page, who exploded into the ring and dropped in Helico. He added a powerbomb to Evans onto a fallen in Helico, only for Hardy to tag himself back into the match, as Hardy has been doing as of late. The future Hall of Famer nearly lost the match for his team after a miscommunication spot and Phoenix Blash from Evans. Hardy kicked out, though, and Page delivered a power, a buckle, sorry, a double buckshot lariat in typical Hardy fashion. Big Money Matt scored the win for the team as usual. After the match, Hardy insisted that Page had signed with him. Hangman turned the tables on him, calling the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot to the ring with the contract he signed. Hardy read it, revealed that he will have a match against Page at Revolution, and if Page wins, he gets 100% of Hardy's first quarter earnings. Hardy requested Page put the same on the line, to which the resident cowboy agreed. The mascot attacked Page, revealing himself to be Isaiah Cassidy. TH2 joined in the beatdown of Page until the Dark Order made the save. Page cheese joining the group to end the segment. And Tyler has a note here that he would like to say. Well, I can't see the note left, unfortunately, because the scripts aren't working. It was <laughs> your, your Johnny, uh, your Johnny Hungy. Line oh, yeah. Line. Johnny Hungy came out to the ring. So that was exciting. We got uh, the Dark Order showing that they're the, the true, the true friends of Hangman Page, saving the day, making sure that he didn't, uh, you know, get absolutely decimated. I was really waiting for you to say the Johnny Hungy correctly. Johnny Hungy. There you go. 
Yes, uh, speaking it real says he likes the fact, or they like the fact that the negative one that led out the Dark Order, Matt Hardy, got played. Yes, uh, that was a good spot there, where negative one, who was the late Brody Lee's son, led out the Dark Order there, as he's been doing, yeah. so that's always... Speaking it real, Noah, is a new CMG podcast. Oh, did they just... By... Yes. Is that the ad are... showing? Uh, well, no, it is not. They don't have one just yet. But speaking it real, uh, you may know uh, Mr. Frank Cuesta. Uh, oh, it is a new political podcast where we've got someone who is more moderate leaning and someone who is very conservative leaning going toe to toe every week. So if you guys are into politics, go ahead and follow the Speaking It Real podcast over on Facebook. And I'm sure they'll be on other platforms very soon. Absolutely. Go check them out. We're all brothers and sisters here in the CMG network. And speaking of sisters here in AEW, you like that? We're going to jump into the women's world title eliminator match. Okay, we're going to get copyrighted for that. Problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I know, I sounded so much like the original. <laughs> so, the return, Tyler of Riho, who took oh, on Serena yes. Deeb. Great, great match here, as you said. So, for the this first match, time... Noah really made me appreciate Riho. Because I think the first time she came through as champion, everyone's like, "What? She's so she's so tiny. How like how are we supposed to believe that she can be a champion?" She mm. really came back full force in this match, and it was so good. I would give this like a four and a half star, and y'all oh, will yeah. see soon why. Oh yeah, no. If if you haven't, and as we always say with a lot of things, if you haven't watched this match, this would be a match that I would tell you if you're going to watch anything, go watch this. It was really good. Uh, they both really did awesome. So for the first time in over a year, Riho returned to the company she previously championed for her world uh, for her world's uh, sorry women's world title eliminator match against NWA <laughs> women champion Serena Deeb. Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> yes, I, sound, I felt like Mushmouth from Fat Albert. You're the great movie. By the way. We should watch that tonight. Um, yes, yes, absolutely. you know what I'm talking about. Uh, grappling and counter-wrestling dominated the opening minutes of the match, with Riho targeting the injured knee of Deeb. The NWA champion answered, uh, catching Riho's attempted 619 and bringing her throat across the ropes, heading into the break. Deeb dominated the match throughout the break, working the head and neck and scoring a near fall. The veteran competitor applied a Guerrero special, then turned it into a torturous pinning combination for a serious series of two counts. Riho covered and delivered a big snapdragon suplex to create some separation and halt Deeb's momentum. The Japanese competitor withstood a series of furious uppercuts and escaped a brainbuster attempt when Deeb's knee gave out. Serena targeted the left knee, looking for a figure four, woo, a dragon screw leg rip out of the corner followed, and a swinging netbreaker put Riho down for the near fall. Riho targeted her opponent's injured knee and delivered a double stomp to the spine. A crossbody from the top rope earned her a two count. Deeb delivered another dragon screw, screw planted her opponent with a power bomb, and applied a stretch muffler. Riho countered with a small package roll-up. She added another double stomp, and Deeb kicked out. A series of late-match pin attempts culminated in a roll-up from Riho for a hard-fought victory. And that was no easy roll-up. That was like... Oh, that was like... How many roll-ups in that match? Yeah. The roll-up counters were insane. There were so many counters in this match. And man, I I was honestly a little shocked that Serena Deeb didn't win. Um, yeah. Because I, 
I, I, this really could have gone either way. It really, really could have gone either way. Um, I, but I don't know. I wish we did turn. predictions. I wish we did predictions because I disagree. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. Serena Deep's been like on fire. Yeah, but Rio's coming back to the company she once championed. I mean, yeah, I, the, uh, yeah. It makes it makes sense. It makes sense how they did it. Um, but I think they could have made a case for Serena Deeb uh, winning that match as well, and Riho just entering the title picture without the need for the title eliminator. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, no. It, it was like I said, very good match. I think I probably would have given it five stars if Serena Deeb had pulled off the upset, um, because I would have been so blown away, even though mm-hmm. it was something I wanted to see. Um, because it just made more sense for Riho to win. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, like we were saying before this match, we even started talking about this match. Holy crap. These two put on an absolute clinic in the middle of the ring. No, absolutely. I, I enjoyed watching this one. The double stomps were vicious, to say the least. Um, and that series of pinning predicaments, as Jim Ross would say at the end of the match, were great. Like that, I like those moments. It was like adrenaline-inducing in the sense that you kind of felt it was oh, over. Right? Oh, yeah, oh. exactly. That's where sometimes when there's a lot of those, like in early in matches where they're like doing those crazy pins and roll-ups, whatever else, kind of like that. Sure. Cool, great. Yeah, we all but, know it's not going to end. Yeah, but this was far into the match, like, and it had the feeling of, oh. It's like, like 20 minutes, man. Yeah, it was. It was good. They gave him a lot of time. So props AEW. Good job. Fine. There we go. Golfer's clap. Um, <laughs> so, yes, that was great. Uh, if, you, if you're going to watch anything on this night, I would suggest watching that and then probably the main event. But we'll get to that. Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> um, oh boy, is that coming? Next up, however, we got to see boy. freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy take on Luther. Orange Cassidy returned to in-ring competition for the first time since joining T- Chuck Taylor to ruin the wedding of Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian, battling Luther. In what amounted to a sprint of a match, Cassidy battled Luther to the floor, leaving Taylor to drop Serpentico in the ring and prevent the masked heel from interfering. Back inside the square circle, Cassidy rolled Luther, rocked Luther, excuse me, with an orange punch for the win. And Tyler had a note here just simply saying this match was a squash, and it's a shame Luther has potential to be a formable heel. Yeah, I think he definitely does have the chance to be. Did I write formidable? I meant formidable. Uh, form- formidable. Um, you're, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I, I really think that Luther. Oops, wrong button. I think he has a chance to be a big heel on the roster. He's scary. Uh, he has Serpentico as kind of. I, I know Serpentico is supposed to be the lead of this little tag, but I think Luther should be the lead. Um, he has a lot of experience in the wrestling world, as we know. He fought Chris Jericho to like 25 years ago, back when the two of them were in the Indies. Uh, mm. so I think, I think this has some potential. I, I get it. If he's going to be the squash guy and he knows he's going to be the squash guy. All right, that's fine. Uh, but I just, I think that match could have used a little more, uh, a little more juice or orange juice. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. It was, it was stupidly quick. Like I was, I was just like, Oh, that that's it. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Oh. Just ended. Okay. After after such an incredible match, they were like, "Hey, uh, you and you, yeah, okay, go fight, go, okay." And I'm saying this just because <laughs> I know what I'm saying this just because I know what your reaction is going to be. I fully enjoyed that vicious orange punch at the end of the match. I mean, it was perfect. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna restart the episode. <laughs> restart you know what that's it this has been it for across some wrestling entertainment today
<laughs> we got to close the show out, Noah. It's unfortunate. No, I'm not falling for it. You're not. You're All not right. good at standing still. I don't believe you. Oh no, I got you. I, I was just reading a message. Actually, I apologize. Oh, um, okay. It looked like you were trying to be Drax in the Avengers, or you're just trying to stay completely still, eating a Zorg nut. I'm invisible if I stand still. <laughs> no, no, I see you there. Um. <laughs> anywho, so uh, speaking of a group of individuals who are fully living up to their potential. Let's take a look at a few podcasts that are going on in the world of the CMG network. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. I crossed up by Colby, we'll float to Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. One day. I'm going to get it right one day. Hey, remember how many times you used to do the messages for, the, uh, for your voicemail? It goes something like this. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for locking into another episode of I'll Piss You Off Shortly. <laughs> this is the podcast where we debate everyday issues pushing your thought process beyond what's normal. The topics discussed here are meant to be intense, promote growth, and at times may have you feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Me too, a little bit. We may not always agree, and we will more than likely have varied opinions. But with that being said, I can't promise to be your favorite podcaster. Neither do I want to. But I can promise to be transparent, fair, and open-minded. So please, if you think you got the stamina, passion to debate, analyze, and challenge the normal, please take a number. I promise you, I'll piss you off shortly.
I wanted to know was that the the newest ad for MLB The Show Twenty One, or was that our <laughs> was that the was that the was, or was that the boss man? I wanted to for know. you audio listeners. Uh, we you have to go watch the visual podcast this week for that ad alone. It's one minute a whiff of greatness. This Joe Aguirre wiffle ball story. Um, it's just glorious. If you if you want to see a man in his absolute physical peak prime, uh, ready to play some wiffle ball and just kick your ass, you get in there and you watch the boss man get the job done. For damn freaking sure. For damn Coming this sure. spring. That was fantastic. I knew you'd like that. That was absolutely fantastic. I had to throw, I had to throw it in there. Well, thank you. That was the one. So just a little pretext, everybody. Tyler, before the show even started, said there's one ad that I'm not going to tell you about. Um, yes. yes, you are correct. Speaking of real, the story will be awesome. Uh, he said, "There's one ad I, I didn't. I'm not going to tell you about. I'm just going to play it for you, and you'll see." And that was it. And like, I, I literally was. I was just kind of sitting back on my phone, and I heard the music start. And I was like, "Oh, this must be the other ad." And I went and looked, and I was just like, "Oh, that's it. All right, all right. That sounds good. Perfect. 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 So, yes, go okay. look at a whiff, a whiff of greatness." um and well and yeah so let's check it out I, I don't i'm trying to get a transition for that but i just can't like I, I'm well just... you can get a, a whiff of greatness speaking of baseball bats with sting very nice very nice get it? we're gonna dive get it? into uh, thank you yes that was good that was good thank you tyler speaking of uh aw just a quick reminder that we are not a market substitute for aw's dynamite please go watch dynamite live every wednesday night at 8 p.m eastern standard time on the tnt network and now we're going to dive into the man they call sting where team taz attacks sting sting took a bump ladies and gentlemen and, and a big one at that um Team Taz, minus a few key members due to weather and travel, hit the ring. The leader of the team, the human suplex machine himself, addressed Sting. He called the icon out, and the face-painted vigilante of AEW made his way to the ring. Upon the insistence by Taz that he needed the, his baseball bat to confront him, uh, Sun Hook and Brian Cage, Sting tossed the weapon down. Big mistake. The numbers game eventually proved insurmountable, and Cage flattened Sting with a power bomb. Oof! Yes, it was one hell of a bump. You are one million percent correct there. Uh, so Tyler, we've always been saying, "Is Sting going to wrestle? Is Sting going to do this? Sting going to do that?" He's too old. We don't want to see him do it. Blah blah blah. He, he did it. He took a bump. Dear he took God, a, he took a power I, bomb. I think we all things. held our collective breath, um, yeah. and he took it like a champ. That was a great bump. He sold it super well. You can see he's still got it in it for people who know wrestling uh, technique because uh, we've been watching it so far. That bump was perfect. Uh, so he still got it. Very excited to see where they're going from here. He's obviously very ready uh, for Revolution, which is coming up on March 7th. Uh, right. So let's see uh, if they continue to have these little run-ins. Uh, I think they're going to have to give us something for the go home next week. Uh, so gonna be pretty exciting. This or is that two weeks out? Might be two weeks out now. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I think we'll it's see. two weeks out. Yeah. But yeah, it's looking good. Um, I mean, Sting took a bump, folks. So that pretty much is our answer there. Of is Sting gonna yeah. wrestle? Is he gonna do this? Is he gonna do that? Yeah, the answer is yes. He, t- he took a power bump. Um, you thought he wouldn't get up, but uh, you, you and me both, you and me both. Um, so 
uh, I'm interested to see how much further it goes. It's easy to take a power bomb. I mean, May Young took a power bomb. Okay. Right. Right. We got to right. see if he's able to take the F10 and take all these moves that Darby's going to want. Is he able? Is he able to deliver moves? Oh, I mean, sure. You know, you have to wrestling. You know, he has to do a lot as well. He can't just get Stinger tossed around. Stinger splash is easy. I mean, you know, he's got a few he can do easily. So. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see where he goes, and I'm excited to see what happens. And with that being said, let's jump into some tag team action where we get to see the AW Tag Team Championship match featuring the Young Bucks challenging Santana and Ortiz. This was a good match, folks. Uh, Santana and Ortiz challenged Young Bucks for the AW Tag Team Championships as turmoil within the inner circle raged on. The challengers controlled early, but the referee caught attempted interference from MJF and tossed the whole faction from ringside. Along leaving the challengers to go go it alone against Matt and Nick Jackson. It was no problem for the challengers who isolated Nick throughout the commercial break. The dynamic Nick finally rocked Santana and made the tag to Matt, who exploded into the match with considerable energy, laying into anyone within his reach. The heel recovered and cut off more bang for your buck. Santana delivered a big falcon arrow from the top rope, but could not keep the opposition down. Ortiz trapped Nick in a submission looking for a tap out. The champion held on long enough for Matt to drop an elbow to Ortiz um, and break the hold. Recovered, the Bucks teamed with up for a doomsday device on Santana, then rocked him with a stereo super kicks, with a series of super kicks, what I was trying to say. Santana dodged the BT trigger, then joined Ortiz for the street sweeper to Nick. Mac broke the pin, attempted attempt up and at the very last second Santana and Ortiz repaid him power bombing him into the audience which when I saw that I was like things we can do when there's not actual fans <laughs> like you just you, know, you just threw this man into the audience <laughs> listen in the indies they do that so this uh... is true this is true <laughs> if you're sitting front row you better be ready <laughs> oh yeah like you better keep your head in the swivel back inside Nick scored the win off of a small package on Ortiz. After the match, the inner circle attacked the Bucks, laying them out while the champion's best friends, Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, and Don Callis watched on the monitor. Brendan Cutler attempted the save, but got beat down until Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson chased the heels off. So, I mean, good match. We're continuing the drama that is unfolding in the inner circle. We're getting to see the stars of the inner circle really show right so Santana and Ortiz got this big match against Matt and Nick Jackson they killed it if you ask me it was a great match um I'd be interested to see them fight on a bigger stage and I'm not kind of ready for Santana and Ortiz to possibly take these championships sometime soon so Tyler what do you think yeah absolutely no this was a great match they always put on a good match they've been doing it for years these two tag teams whether it be in the indies whether it be in impact whether it be wherever they end up finding each other these guys have always been able to put on a good match together uh, so whenever you see these these guys in the ring together, uh, usually they're able to put on quite the clinic. Definitely. Most definitely. Uh, and speaking of clinics, there was one put on in the main event here, but we did have to have this one match in the middle to kind of calm things down. So let's talk about Matt and Mike Seidel, who took on FTR. And I love FTR. Don't get me wrong, folks. Um, Matt and I'm sorry, Matt and Mike Seidel made their first appearance as the team this week. Uh, but faced the former tag champions FTR in their first venture into the division. The lightning quick yeah, siblings. rough break, huh? Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. The division. Here's our FTR. Good luck. Of all the teams, right? 
hey, you know what? To be the man, you got to beat the man, and those two guys are on on their way. You know what I mean to be in to be in the top. So, yeah, the true. lightning quick. The Lightning Quick siblings kept Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood off guard early, but the heels downed the lesser experienced Mike and worked him over. A hot tag to match sparked a comeback, but fell short as Mike re-entered the match and fell prey to the big rig as FTR picked him up, picked up the hard-fought victory. After the match, Hardwood and Wheeler cheese cutting Mike's hair until the lights went out and Jurassic Express appeared, avenging the avenging the assault on Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy trapped Hardwood with uh, in the snare trap while Luchasaurus flattened Wheeler. So I am very, very excited to see these two teams going at it. Like, if th- this it is like... just like I said was going to happen, though. Like, I, I, that yeah. only, I think you remember last week I said, oh, you know why I'm excited for this match? Because we're going to get to see some Jungle Boy action. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is exactly what happened. When those lights dropped out, at first I was like, this is a weird way for them to enter. But they did that little vignette with uh, the mask with the horns cut off. And I was like, oh, shit, y'all in trouble now. And uh, then they came out and attacked. And that I really, really enjoyed this mm. segment. No, you're 100% correct. I'm uh, excited about that. I like the match in the sense of, you know, the in-between the two hot matches. Where you gotta have yeah, it, it was really good filler. Like, usually yes. filler is just like, oh, time to go get some popcorn or go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But I, I was actually entertained by this filler match. Yes, 100%. And I'm so excited to see where the Jurassic Express and FTR go from here. I want them to have a, like a big feud and a big blowout feud in the worst way. Like I feel like that's the that's the heli of heel, heliest of heels and the baby faciest of baby faces. Like yeah. Like literally, literally their music didn't even play uh for Jurassic Express, but they're the crowd still sang mm-hmm. Jungle Boy. Yeah. It's uh, so they are, like I've been saying for weeks, Jungle Boy is probably the faciest face of the division of the whole uh, uh, company right now. So uh, if they do this right, that man's probably going to have a title around his uh, waist pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. And I'm excited about it. And I'm here for it. I love Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, and Luchasaurus. So with that being said, as we said, there was another clinic this evening, and it was the main event where we saw, and ready for this, everybody, John Moxley. Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer take on Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and Blade. Good lord, there's a lot of people in this ring. In the sense of like, there's just <laughs> massive people, people at ringside too. You got Jake yes. the Snake and Alley wrestling. It's insane. Precisely. So a wild six-man tag team match capped off Wednesday's event as John Moxie, Lance Archer, and Ray Phoenix battled Eddie Kingston at the Butcher and the Blade. The heels beat down the massive Archer, working him over until the mur- um, Murderhawk monster wiped. Butcher and Blade out with a crossbody and made the tag. Action broke down, culminating in Archer wiping the heels out with a big dive. Eventually, Moxley and Kingston squared off, renewing their rivalry. Kingston rocked Moxley with a back fist, but the former world champion recovered and finished him with the paradigm shift to earn the win for his team. But for that paradigm shift, by the way, like they were actually just hitting each other. Like oh yeah, and like literal like ridiculous punches and back spinning yeah. back fists and oh my god. And he literally was like calling him he's like, you're the only person or thing I can't get rid of. I drink because of you. I smoke because of you. And he's just screaming at Moxley and Moxley's like, all right, good night. Yeah. So <laughs> is a lot um, and they just beat the crap out of each other. It was pretty awesome. After the match, the Good Brothers attacked Moxley in time for Kenny Omega to appear and lay down the challenge for an exploding barbed wire death match. 
The floating world... barbed wire death match. Yeah, whatever that means. I mean, <laughs> we we've seen what what it means before for Kenny and Moxley to have, uh, you know, some type of death match or street fight or bloodbath or whatever. So I can only imagine what the hell an exploding barbed wire death match is going to be. Like, I, I want to see the graphic for that. Like, what's the graphic even going to look like? Like, I'm sure there is one. I don't think I have one yet, though. They just made. I don't think. I don't. I don't know if it would be that soon, but. That's definitely going to main event revolution. So look forward to that, folks. Um, the world champ blasted Moxley with a V trigger and left him lying to close out the show. So, Tyler, what'd you think of this match? Uh, again, uh, it was very good. Lance Archer, a week after week, is proving that he is a main event contender. Uh, he almost single handedly could have won that match against those three guys. He was tearing it up. He was, uh, uh, yes. A football commentator would say he was picking them up and he was putting them down. He was absolutely killing it on, on the ring today, or yet, or on Wednesday. And then, of course, John Moxley with the cherry on top. Ray Fenix didn't even have to show up, nope. uh, but I, but I'm glad he which, did. Which says something. <laughs> I mean, right. if Ray Fenix doesn't have to show up, it's like, wow, that match was good. Yeah, these boys were working right. Ray Fenix was just the one to make this even. Uh, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They, this could have been a handicap match. Mox and uh, Lance Archer, maybe they'll be a tag team going forward. We'll see. Ooh, that'd be good. Man. I'd be in for that. I'd be in for that. But I agree. I Let's call them the maniacs. Well. That's nice. The murder hawk maniacs. Ooh. Oh, um, I, like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agreed. I like this match a lot. There was, uh, there was like some good action. Like I said, like we said, the women's match, definitely go check that out. And I would check out the main event too. If you're not going to watch anything else, I would definitely watch those. Those were great. Um, so Tyler, because we're the marquee wrestling fans that we are, please give me your rating out of five for the show. And don't forget, you did give the women's match a four and a half. I did give the women's match a four and a half. Uh, I think the orange Cassidy versus Luther match brings it down a little bit. Uh, I also don't like that Sting barely got any offense in, in that match. So I'm just going to stick at like a 4.3 overall uh, oh, because everything everything was gr- really good except those two moments. Um, and even, even those weren't bad. They I, I just didn't like them. I got you. I was going to go with a four. Um, I, solid I think four. A solid, a solid four. Very solid four. Uh, like I said, the Yeah. The women's match was amazing. The main event was great. There was a few things in the middle that I, you know, I could have done without. Especially like you know, the Luther versus um, Orange Cassidy was a bit weird. Um, yeah, but other than that, it was good. The Matt Hardy and Hangman stuff is good. I get it. I, I don't know. It's just kind of hokey. Like Hangman Page is just so good. Like why is he in like you know this this type of storyline? So uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of silly. It, it feels like everyone is looking for his favor almost. Like everyone. Mm. Need not only do they want him in their corner, they need him in their corner because he's yeah. such an asset. Exactly. Um, well, uh, I, I do hope it ends shortly and he can get back into the main title picture because just watching him go against other guys, they just they can't keep up. Oh no, absolutely like, not. Absolutely, he's not. just so much better. And I I don't want to dig any of these guys in NXT. Uh, NXT excuse me, in wow. uh, AEW wow. because wow. A, AEW has a lot of guys who are kind of green. No, um, right. so, yeah. you know, they, it's a lot of them haven't been on TV all that much. So, and I'm, it just, I don't know, maybe the lights are different, uh, under, under the big lights of television, but it just feels like hangman is moving at a pace that is so much faster than a lot of the people he's fighting. No, you're hundred percent right. It's not even like a question. He definitely is. He's next level. 
So yeah, he um, is. We'll see where speaking of Hangman though, he is going to have a match on our preview of next week's episode, which is February twenty-fourth. And we will see Hangman Adam Page take on Isaiah Cassidy. That should be good. We'll also see Tay Conti take on Nyla Rose in another match in the women's uh world title eliminator tournament. And we'll have two matches for women's action here. Oh boy, where we get to see the Dr. Britt Baker DMD defeat Anna Jay for the women later, uh, tournament because obviously Britt Baker's winning. Sorry, I was Anna literally going to say, this is the one that's up in the air, and I, I could feel that coming. <laughs> I could feel that coming. I almost to. knew you were going to say that. But Anna Jay has been getting a bit of a push, and if the negative one has anything to say about it, she's going to win. Nah, we'll see. I mean, listen, it's Britt Baker we're talking about, though. We're not just talking about some random person. Right? Uh, we're going to see Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage take on the Varsity Blondes of the Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. We will see Jake Hager take on Brandon Cutler um, and John Moxley take on Ryan Nemeth. So, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Uh, we get to see Moxley versus Dolph Ziggler. It's a good, good WWE reunion episode. Yeah. Yeah, really, they're bringing it. They're bringing it all back. It's nice to see yeah. uh, old friends in the ring together, fighting each other. I can't tell you what the main event's going to be. I don't think there's no way it's going to be Moxie versus Nemeth. Right? What's going to be the main event? Like something's going to happen this night, and they're going to they're going to book the. I'd go here probably. I, I would say this is probably going to be it. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage versus the Varsity Blondes, only because uh, we could get Darby Allen and Sting involved in this match, and it would be a great like way to finish the show. I guess. I don't know. It comp- well, it's not going to be the Moxley, It's not going to be Jake and no. Cutler. The it, Moxley, it could be one of these. Ooh, okay. I, I like that idea. But I was going to say the moxley Nemeth thing, that, that to me would lead to something happening. And this, that would be main event worthy. Especially if, like, I don't know, maybe Moxley is waiting for his yeah. opponent and then Kenny, like, a, a screen comes on and Kenny, like, is just beating up Nemeth backstage or something. And then Moxley has to face, like, then, then Kenny somehow then, finagled. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Kenny, Kenny finagled that Moxley had to do a handicap match versus Anderson and Gallus. Oh, that could happen. And then you know we can I mean? see Kenta cashing in his IWGP uh, All right, let's match. stop right Let's stop and right there. And then okay. he cashes okay. in on AEW and not on JPW. And he wins the title and brings it back to Japan. And then he's like, look what I did over in America. Let's stop right there. All right. Like, by, <laughs> what I was saying was somewhat like, I hey, know, I can see that. And now I'm like, well, I'm what gonna the laugh hell are you week, talking about? Next week we come in here and I have a picture of fucking Kenta <laughs> holding up the title. <laughs> Dude, if you imagine, though, if Ken, let's talk about that for a second. If Kenta Why else would they have had him bring it on to AEW? At Revolution? Dude, that would, be wild. that would be unreal. Speaking of Revolution, there's a few things lined up so far for this amazing night. There's six matches so far that AEW has on the card, and they are as follows. The barbed wire death match that we discussed already for the AEW World Championship, where we see Kenny Omega, the current champion, take on John Moxley. The AEW World Tag Team Championships, the Young Bucks versus MJF and Chris Jericho. The street fight, where we're going to see Darby Allen and Sting take on Team Taz. The... Uh, singles match where we get to see hangman page take on matt hardy and the winner is going to get 100 percent of the first quarter's earnings of the loser the aw women's world championship where we see hikaru shida take on the winner of the aw world championship eliminator tournament so we don't know who that's going to be yet uh it's gonna be Britt baker and she's gonna win Britt baker, what hell yes Britt baker let's go if, she, if Britt baker wins i'm buying a Britt baker t-shirt um, oh, shit. 
Revolution uh, will have we'll have the Revolution six man ladder match, and the winner gets a TNT Championship match. So we know it's Cody and Pentagon Junior and Scorpio Sky so far, but there's three other empties that we do not know who will boy. fill those spots. Jungle, oh yes, I love that. Um, and as you know, I mean, uh, there's not a bad looking card. All right, as of right now, that's that's all that they have so far. There could be more. I'm excited, that could, and I'm like, also that could be it. That could be it. That's, that, that is I would personally like to see, if Britt Baker doesn't win the tourney, I would like to see her face Thunder Rosa one more time. I like that. And then also, don't forget, we have this beef that is that has started with um, Jurassic Express and FTR. There could just right. be a, there could just be a blow-off tag match here. Like, just let these two teams beat Submission each other. Submission match or something like that. Because they hate each other, you know. Or, or, I mean, or they could just put that on the card for, for Wednesday, but I don't know. Um but yeah, we'll see where that goes. And just a reminder, as we do before every pay-per-view, we're going to do, uh, for next week's show, we're going to do a quick review of what Dynamite was for the 24th episode. And then we're going to do a, a longer prediction episode, like you know, all in the same show, obviously, uh, of what we think our predictions are going to be for Revolutions. So join us in the comments for that show. Hello, Courtney. We did see you in the comments. So it's going to be a there. little awkward because usually they do their pay-per-views on Saturdays. Uh, but this time, they did a Sunday. Um, ne- so that's right. We that's can even so... we can have the people des- decide because usually we do it the episode before because Saturday comes up and we don't have time to do an episode. Yeah. Um. But we can have the people decide. We can either do it then or we can do it the podcast before that, like that that morning. Um. So uh, if we want to stick to normalcy, great. If we want to just do that's it true. that morning, we can do it then too. Yeah. Um. So let us let us know what you're me. thinking. Um, let us know on. in the in the comments if yeah. you uh, and we'll let, we'll let you know contact information. Let us know if you have any ideas too. Um, and we are definitely going to ask the boys to come back on. So we might have Dylan, yeah. the Straight Edge Angel, Kyle, and of course the Picks Master himself, the Wiffle Ball Champion, Mister Joe Aguirre. Yes, and bring your questions, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any questions for the Wiffle Ball Champion, uh, Mister Joe Aguirre, he'd love to answer them. Uh, we're not doing it's any autograph signings big. yet. You won't have a lot of opportunities yeah. to, to get this man on your time. So, so yeah, the fact that we even got him on the show for when we're doing our predictions is huge. So and that's a maybe. That's and that's a yeah. That might not even happen. That could we're we're hoping. <laughs> you know, we just have an in. Um. So with that being said, we thank you for joining us. And always, please remember that we are not a market substitute for AW's Dynamite. Make sure you go watch Dynamite at live every night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the TNT Network. And if you love podcasts, make sure you visit CoverCrestMedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 28 shows on the hashtag CMG Network, and if you don't find one you like, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. CloverCrestMedia.com is the website to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit CloverCrestMedia.com and click on the link for your latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcast, as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. And with that being said, go watch Dynamite. Join us here next week. Same bad channel, same bad time. I'm Noah Cross. That's my best friend, Tyler Bard. And this was Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you.
You're listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.